0: Welcome to The Ed Fernandez Show. I'm Tom Roussel. and across from me, the man himself, Ed Fernandez.
1: Let's go. Let's go. Friday. Thank you. We are back. Yes. Back on. Like it's we on. Did.
0: Let's go. Okay. Um, what are back- we talking
1: about today, Tom? We're talking about the
0: power of risk taking. Okay. Okay. We, t- we, we take risks every day, right? Yep. You got in your car. What car today?
1: Shoot, dude. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> You're like, I forget already? Uh, no, no. Drew, I drove the Pista today. Okay. Yeah.
0: You got in your Pista? Yeah. That's a nice car. Yeah. It's a risk taking that, taking that thing <laughs> face, anywhere.
1: It's like, oh my God, get away from me. Let alone
0: <laughs> being on the freeway, accidents. So that's just an example of everyday risk. We right. take, uh, our, our decisions are based off of risk every yeah, day. they are. In general- what do you define as risk just off the top?
1: You know, there's risk and there's calculated risk, right? Risk to me, without calculating it is not wise. right? A lot of people take risk that are not they're unnecessary risk
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's people that take calculated risk right right To me, calculated risk has a potential to give some type of a reward. Unnecessary risk has the potential of being your demise, mm-hmm. right? So I choose to take calculated risks. I take risk, but they're very calculated.
0: I literally have in bold right here, are all your risks calculated?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you. They're very calculated.
0: Let's start with a pivotal moment in your life that you could think of. Okay. Of... Risk and how it turned out. How, what came to reality from taking risk?
1: Sure. Um, so, uh, the way I learned everything was working for a company for about fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and this, we worked together. Yeah, we worked together. We were in right. the same situation, right? Right. And um, the risk I took in that company was. The company was growing so fast, but I wasn't the decision maker. I didn't make the decisions of the company or the direction of the company. But it was to the point where the company couldn't like make payroll. And the risk that I took was in trusting that the company would turn around and payroll would be made. So I would I can remember a time when my wife and I were at the grocery store um I think my son was maybe two years old, three years old, little. He's 25 now. But um, we were at the grocery store and we were shopping for groceries. And, you know, we could only buy rice and beans and and top ramen and mac and cheese. Stuff that was cheap and potatoes, right? Um, Because we didn't know. And the risk I was taking is that I was going to work every single day, doing my job every single day. And didn't know if I was going to get a paycheck or not, so I took that risk, um, and it for for many many times it worked out right. The, the, I would be in the grocery aisle, and I'd get a phone call: "Hey Ed, you're going to get a check tomorrow." Boom! Okay, all of a sudden now we can we can afford you know chicken and meat and things like that. Um, but in the long term, uh, you know that risk paid off. Uh, and it paid off because I learned everything I know today, which allowed me to start ten thirty one crowdfunding so right. at the time i didn 't know it was going to pay off. I just by faith kept doing it
0: mm-hmm. well, and it wasn 't like you were just some normal employee, you were a pillar there, you were the highest producer, always, yeah, and you were part of the inner circle of that you treated it like your company let 's get let 's get this where it needs to be. Yeah, I did. And that's why you took the risk. You weren't, it's, it was calculated. Yeah, I wasn't an
1: employee. (laughs) Like just, you know, I was directly reporting to the president and CEO, you know, and, you know, I owned equity in the company and it was a calculated risk. I thought it was going to be something that is going to be a game changer for my future.
0: Right, right. And like you said, here we are, 1031. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it worked out. How do you evaluate risk based in business? And I know that's a generalized question, but we can go any direction that you want with that.
1: So I always, I do not invest or take risk of things that I don't know about. Right. Okay. So I have a cousin. I'm not going to name his name, but I have a cousin who's, you know, a, a sushi chef. He's very, very good. He was like, you know, hung out with the Nobu guys and did, a lot of things with Nobu and things like that. And he's, he's starting his own restaurant and you know, he's, he's seeking, you know, capital Capital. to, to, but for me, that's a, a, a a sector that I'm not familiar with. Right. I, I can't evaluate that risk just because I'm not, I don't know it. Right. So that's a, a risk that I potentially wouldn't take. Now, when it comes to real estate, I know real estate. And I know the securities industry. So I know if a real estate deal is a good deal, I know if it's a bad deal. I know if a syndicated deal is a good deal or it's a bad deal. Or I know if I'm going to grow the company in a certain area, I know and I can calculate my risk to determine whether it's something I should do or not. So, you know, hopefully that answers your question. But that's, you know, that's how, you know, if I had to define risk, um, there's good risk and there's bad risk.
0: That's wise because I've been in your office. I see the stack of business plans of people that you know. When when you're Ed Fernandez, people are coming to you left and right. Yeah, invest in are. my business. Invest. I mean, spirit companies. So I didn't know about the sushi. Yeah. sushi restaurant. I mean, he one. knows what he's doing. I right. just don't
1: know the business.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are getting bad advice on Instagram and TikTok about people. That are, entre- everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should do this because it's going to work out and you could be rich like me yeah. kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it sounds like you aren't, it's not that you won't move into new things because you've diversified your business portfolio. Sure. But you did a lot of research and knew it before you jumped in. Is that, would that be correct?
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just have this discernment mm. this feeling this gut instinct that you can't quantify right. you can't you can't read enough study enough to calculate all risks that's absolutely impossible but if someone comes to me with a sound business plan
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a sound pro forma and it makes complete sense I can I can take a chance on something like that yeah. because I know the person that put that together knows their stuff.
0: So you take a risk on the person. Yeah.
1: Not on the business, not on on the the person, on the person. Yeah.
0: And you're like, I trust this person. Correct. Okay. Correct. That makes sense. That's That's sound advice. That
1: to me, that's to me that, that eliminates a lot of question marks, right? Cause are you going to do everything correct? Are you going to report to me correctly? Are you going to spend the money correctly? Are you going to follow the business plan correctly? Are you going to hire the right people correctly? That all has to do with character,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Right. Your character is number one, and then your knowledge of what you're doing, right? So it's important who is behind it determines whether I get involved or not.
0: Right. I mean, you take an you take risk on who you hire here right Whew. and there's people that you you've built people from that have no experience and yeah. molded them into successful businessmen sales whatever yeah. uh, you want to call it can yeah. you talk about that for a minute well
1: it, it it you know the hardest thing the hardest thing is people yeah right um, people uh, as far as management is concerned people are people are everything you know what i mean and as far as hiring the right person i mean some people may have the skill set but may not have the the same culture right i won't hire somebody doesn't have that's not a good fit for the culture because the culture is more important than the talent talent you can find yeah culture It's hard to find. Mm -hmm. We have a certain culture here, and it's the number one thing for this organization. So as far as hiring people, I mean, sometimes you've got these sleeper agents. You think they're all that in a bag of chips, right? Five years later, they drop a bomb on you, Mm -hmm. and they're somebody you never thought they were, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? So you can't predict that kind of stuff. And then to your point, you know, in my business... The business is so specialized that there are only two ways that you can raise a sales team. One, corporately raid people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Go to a competitor, pay the guys more money, and steal them.
0: Which happens all the time.
1: It, it, it happens all, all, all the, the time. time. doesn't happen here, right? but it happens all the time. So because I choose not to do that, I have to take guys that have zero experience and raise them up. Now, there's risk on that. Right. Because once I raise them up, they think they're all that in a bag of chips. They can bounce. Yeah. Right? They can go to another company. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a risk that I'm willing to take. But if I can get two to three years out of these guys, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think my return on my investment is something I'm willing to accept.
0: Right. And the people that are part of the culture that you're saying yeah they we've it's business we see people come and go yeah right but if they're ingrained in the culture then they're going to want to stay with you and they see the potential rather than go to some other competitor
1: and that's why culture is so important right so but so if i make it to the point to where leaving this place has to make you think three four five times because of the culture because of the way we treat you Because of the the benefits that you have, you know, we take, we're going all of us to Cancun. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The whole company, we're paying for everyone to go to Cancun. Yeah. Who does that? Right. 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 Merry Christmas. Right. So we appreciate so everyone so much that we take everyone out three days, Mm -hmm. all expenses paid Mm -hmm. and we bond and we become a family. Mm -hmm. Right. That's hard to replace. Right. At another company, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you might get paid another $10,000, 15000 more. Okay, great. But they're not going to teach you, uh, treat you the way we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I've heard you, when you were talking about people and there's competitors and you can corporately raid them, I've heard you use the term like you could throw a rock and hit, so, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah hit, so. <laughs> any
0: insert position here, you could throw a rock and, but. How you build up these sales guys? Yeah, uh, you can't you can't throw a rock and hit anybody that know that has that knowledge.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's uh, you know so so there's a culture so there's a culture within the company, within the real estate people versus the sales people and the real estate people, you know they think you know they're the smartest guys and without them nothing can happen. And then you got the sales people saying, hey guys, without the money that I bring in, there ain't nothing gonna happen. We saw that
0: our last company. Yeah, it was time, very, because right,
1: right. these real estate guys are very knowledgeable, very smart. Most of the time they're older, Yeah, right? And then the sales guys are younger. And then the younger sales guys are making more money than the real estate guys. Mm-hmm. And then the real estate guys don't like it, right? But I, I always say this. I say, look, I could throw a rock and hit a real estate guy Yeah. from anywhere in this position. Here in Irvine. It's- it's- Boop, there's yeah. one. Boop, there's another one. Boop, there's another one. But try to throw a rock and hit a guy who can raise equity. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. You either got it or you don't.
0: Right. So I guess we, we kind of should digress because we're talking about people, but it's, it's about taking risk on people is yeah. that whole summary? absolutely Absolutely. So you talk to investors every single day. Yeah. How do you speak with the investors about risk? Because they're all over the place. Their situations can vary. Sure. Like, and tell a little bit about, and this is digressing too, but tell a little bit about when people get you on the phone. What do they do? What do they
1: say? <laughs> it's like, wait, Ed Fernandez, the one that, sometimes the CEO? Yeah, sometimes. It's so funny. So sometimes, so some of them read my book. Right? Yeah, right. And
0: 1031 Exchanges Made, made easy. easy. Right. We'll put
1: a link in the description yeah, and, for people. And they go to Amazon, they buy it. It's like four bucks or whatever. And they call me and they go, and I answer the phone, right? Ed Fernandez, and they go, is this Ed Fernandez, the guy that wrote the book? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Goes, oh my god, wow. You see, uh, I feel honored. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I feel so uncomfortable when that right, happens, right. right? Or I get, I get the investors to go. Um, why is the president and CEO uh, answering the phone? Are you in your garage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you work out of your garage? Right, right. So I get, I get both type of perceptions uh, is, uh, you know, it, just to, for the audience to know, look, I'm not ready to sit in the skybox, mm-hmm. right? I'm still on the football field, willing to block and tackle. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I'll sit in the skybox, but it's not today.
0: Right, right. I just needed to, <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time hearing that, st- that kind of stuff. So investor risk. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let-
1: yeah. So investor risk is, is really You quantify it based on their age and their profile, right? Right. Someone who's 35 is going to take more risk than someone who's 65, right?
0: 35
1: year old. He can lose the money. He's got plenty of time to make it up. 65 year old. He doesn't want to lose any money. He doesn't have any time to make it up. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to investors, uh, it, you know, number one, what's their age? Number two, what's their risk tolerance? What number three, what's their asset type preference? You know, do they want to be all cash? Do they okay with leverage? I mean, you really have to ask a lot of questions Mm -hmm. to determine what box an investor actually fits in. Um, I've got very, very elderly investors um, that want mineral rights, oil and natural gas and natural liquids. I'm like, uh, no. Right? Because
0: you're not taking that risk. I'm no,
1: I'm not. No, because I know I don't want my investors eating cat food. You know what I mean? Because they can't, they can't pay their bills because something went wrong. So, so for investors, it's really specific to the investor profile that determines the amount of risk someone should or should not take.
0: Right. Okay. That I've I talk about it all the time, but I see you fire people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't, with sound mind, give you put you in this investment offering. Yeah. And people are like, what the? Because.
1: Com- I say go talk to the dude down go- the street. Our competitors okay? take you yeah, all day. They'll take you all day. They're willing to make the commission all day. Yeah. And they're, they're willing to deal with the circumstances or the consequences in five years from now. That's not me. Right. right.
0: So being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. starting this business, or we can go back when you, before you started this business, how do you balance the risk you take in business yeah. with your family? Because your family is the most important thing That's scary. Thing to yeah,
1: that's pretty scary. You know you know that's a tough question because i can go back and remember you know when you asked me a question and there's a question coming up that says hey what risk did you take that didn't work out
0: mm.
1: right and i gave you an answer before we came on camera right but now i'm thinking it through yeah and it's all based on perception mm-hmm. right so i st- i worked for this company 14 years Had equity in the company, the company blew up, Mm -hmm. right? One perception is what a waste of time, right? That was risk I should not have taken. I was young, didn't know what I was doing. Chalk it up as, as for ignorance. But another perception would be I worked there 14 years. I learned everything about this business And the result was 1031 crowdfunding. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's all based on your perception. Right. Anytime you fail because you took risk, you become educated. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're not truly a loser. Right. You're, You're really, economically, you may lose. You don't have no money. But you're wiser for it. And wisdom is what's going to get you over the hump when you start a business and take risk.
0: I've I've heard you say numerous times, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this again. Yep. Because you've built almost your, what you've taken a risk on. Yep. And when it didn't pan out, you you might still take the risk, but it's in a completely different way than it was before.
1: Yeah. As you get older, you, as you get older, you kind of, you know, you calculate things differently. So the answer to your question is about risk about family is, and my age today, I'm 55. I will not take unnecessary risk right. for my family right now. I've got a grandson, you know, oh, and I've my grand and my, my daughter-in-law, right. My son, my goal is to leave a legacy to my children's children's children. Right. And if I take uncalculated risks, that goal goes away. Right. So at my age today, I will not take uncalculated risk. I only do and I move forward in things that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. I will, I'm not here in the business of trying to relearn things just to make another dollar. Mm-hmm. That's a waste of my time. Right. I wouldn't do that.
0: I mean, statistically, as you age, you mentioned it, it's proven that you take less risk as you get older. Yeah. Not just in that, but. I mean, I'm not going to go launch off a huge thing on my snowboard anymore because I know <laughs> what <not>? will happen. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be, you know, you
1: break a leg I broke my something. leg playing hockey a couple years ago. I still play
0: hockey, but I'm not riding that little scooter around here ever again.
1: <laughs> I remember, you know, that thing was so bad. It's
0: <laughs> so I know now that I feel what could happen. Yeah. if I don't land correctly. I'm not surfing the as big a wave as I used to. You're not racing around your sport bike anymore i used
1: to <laughs> used to have a rice rocket i won't do that anymore right right because number one they're not going to insure me for it right <laughs> i'm not i need like big insurance policy they're going to yeah. be like you are riding a motorcycle no we're not insuring you right right uh and number two um you know when you're younger you you don't understand mortality right you think you're invincible yeah. Right. Until you start waking up in the morning, you're like, wow, what, why does that hurt, or why, why, why is that? Immortality becomes, you know, material.
0: Right. right. I believe your brain's fully developed at around twenty-five. Yeah. But it seems like every five years is a new eye-opening thing. I don't know. Thirty-five you, metabolism
1: but- crashes. <laughs> <though>. You, <laughs> you go- can't <laughs> eat. You can't eat pizza. You, know? you can't take a risk on that deep dish <laughs> yeah, anymore. Nope. Because you're going to be like, boop, have man moves. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> how,
0: that ain't how would you how would you say that society influences risk these days I you know, know that's a
1: wow that's a that's an interesting question so it, you mean in business right yeah okay well there's this you know now business is so moving to woke culture mm-hmm. for example Bud Light mm-hmm. they took a risk yeah in advertising a certain individual mm-hmm. and lost so much market share. Mm-hmm. That was risk that they thought that culture right. was one way and right. it ended up being another. Right. Right. Now Modelo is the number one selling beer now, right? As far as you know, business is concerned and the risk that businesses are taking today it's changed so much um, with instagram and social media and things like that that it look if you can market a very inferior product compared to a very superior product mm-hmm. you will win yeah you will make a lot of money right that didn't exist 15 years ago
0: where the quality produce the sales because that's what was marketing is right. word of mouth. Right. Uh, old, old school marketing that you don't even see anymore today. Right. And now you're saying, you know, I could have this bottle of vitamins. That's the perfect mix made from the best ingredients. And then you could have this bottle of vitamins. It's basically sand. <laughs> but if the marketing's good on this one.
1: Yeah, the packaging, the influencers, and things like that. You were going to sell a lot of that, not a lot of that.
0: That's interesting because you're really big on... The biggest thing to you here is your investors. Yeah. You will do anything for your investors. Yeah. Uh, Do you think... I mean, we spent a lot of money on marketing. We're very good at it. But do you think that you taking care of these investors is the number one driver of...
1: This business? Oh, absolutely. You know, not to try to put in a plug here for 1031 crowdfunding, but I mean, investors come to us and they'll say, This is my net worth. This is how I pay my bills. That's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Huge responsibility. My goal is not to let anyone down. It's very hard. I want to put my head on my pillow and sleep well at night. Right. Okay. I don't want to be concerned about other people's money. Right. And so our investors, whether they're even, you know, what's so funny, you know, people call us thinking we are one thing. And that one thing is a qualified intermediate. They think we're the company to hold your money to do a transaction for exchange mm-hmm. so they'll call ask all these questions and we'll answer the questions knowing they think we're a qi right which equals no money to the company no money to the company and time is very important right so to answer these questions it's 30 40 minutes right and then well you know we oh, thank you for so much for answering these questions when it comes time you know we'll call you, you know well, wait a minute that's not what we do Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then we explain what we do. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. That's like I didn't know that existed. Right. Yeah. So because we took the time to answer questions for a non-investor, at some point that investor becomes an investor. Mm-hmm. And it's because not only do we care about our investors, but we also care of everyone who calls us. Yeah. Because everyone who calls us is... Is seeking knowledge, and we're willing to give them that knowledge at no, co- at no cost to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rare. Yeah, it's just you know, it, 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 we live and breathe the business, right? And 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 and, and, and you know, I know this thing's about risk taking, but living and breathing the business. If I didn't take care of my investors, that's unnecessary risk that I'm taking, mm-hmm. right? Because as soon as an investor becomes upset. Because we're not perfect, right? We don't have, you know, we're not guaranteeing anything, right? No. There's no guarantees here, right? The G word will never even They're, be the mentioned. The G word is taboo, yeah. Okay. Because they always say, they call, oh, is this guaranteed? Absolutely not. It's guaranteed. Absolutely not. But you're guaranteed to have a failing business if you don't take care of your customers and your clients when things go wrong. Yes That's a guarantee right there I can use the G word right there Right But when things are good It's easy Smooth selling Two years ago The market is kaboom Everyone is spending money Uh, Interest rates are low Now You know Two years later Everything's changed Mm -hmm. Right Value Real estate values have gone down Transactions have gone down Interest rates are through the roof Right People kind of get a little upset And this is the time where you build a business. Mm -hmm. This is where you build a business. You don't build a business when the economy is doing this. So you know, if you want to, if you want to mitigate risk, and you're in a business when economic well, all businesses in economic times are good, but there are some businesses in economic times are down that don't do as well that's the opportunity to grow your business and take market share right. cuz those companies that don't take care of their customers or their investors those people will find a home and if they find a home because you took care of them you're growing your business when everybody else isn't
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you know that that's a calculated risk
0: right you're taking the risk talking to this person that may not invest because they think you're a qualified intermediary, mm-hmm. but it's worth the risk if you can give some knowledge for somebody and then they're going to come back and remember you,
1: yeah, or a, a competitor, right? oh, I work with this company, I did this with this company, you know i don 't know if I want to work with them anymore, you know, tell me why you 're different da 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 those companies, and the reason why those investors are looking for a home. Is because they didn't take care of their client. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that our clients don't do that. I don't know. But it's very rare that a client would try to find a new home because we take care of them. Right. So we don't have to worry about losing our client because we didn't take care of our client. That's okay. a calculated risk. Right. Right.
0: Let's switch into the good stuff.
1: Okay. What is it? What do you got for me?
0: How does your relationship with Jesus affect the risks that you take? Oh
1: my God. That's my favorite subject.
0: <laughs> that's why I said the good stuff. Maybe not for everybody. You can fast forward this part if you want to. Hey, but-
1: look, hey, we, we got no shame in our game, right? right? I'm a Jesus. So I love my Lord and Savior. So that's where faith comes in, mm-hmm. right? And so, what is faith? Faith is believing something is real that you cannot see, mm-hmm. like oxygen. That's faith. Mm-hmm. You're breathing oxygen. It's real. Can't see it. When you're doing business with Jesus, it's—I would say—it's kind of like cheating, <laughs> right? It's, it's actually you're cheating a little bit because you're not reliant on you. Yeah. You're, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how brave you are. I don't care how much courage you have. At some point when you go and you're by yourself, you're doubting things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God, did I do this right? Oh, my God, did I do that right? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And now you have this doubt about yourself, even though everybody around you thinks like you're Superman. Mm-hmm. Right, but when you have Jesus, all those doubts come in. You gotta, you, you smack yourself. You go, yeah, but this ain't my problem. Mm-hmm. This is my father's problem, and my father, who created heaven and earth, and spoke a word. And made life. It's got my back.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's cheating. Yeah. I think that's cheating. Interesting I, word for it, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think I know you what know. You mean. Hey, it's not I, fair. It's to not anyone fair, else, right? <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm taking like illegal supplements in the cage, right? <laughs> PEDs and, and, and fighting <laughs> fighting guys that are doing it straight, right? Because of of my Lord and Savior. So that gives you that gives you so much confidence. And so much courage and so much just energy that no matter what happens and no matter what you may feel like or what you may do, you can keep walking every single day. And then all of a sudden, all the fears and all the all the concerns that you had, you look back and you go, "Why in the heck did I even think that stuff? why did I you know my wife calls it calls it suffering for future pain why are you <laughs> suffering for future pain right. it's not even here yet, so my walk with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gives me a competitive advantage above all businesses uh-huh, uh-huh. if you don't know Jesus right so I win. <laughs> Let's go.
0: (laughs) I win. I win. I win. I win. On the other side, though, you feel that we were talking earlier about, you know, betting on a person or calculated risk. Part of that, I know you, is it might all seem perfect. It might all seem right. But your spirit is saying something differently. Yeah. Uh, What's a time that maybe that took you in a different direction than what you thought was a good business idea.
1: Well, so when people find out that we, our our company and our culture is, is, is the culture of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. um, A lot of business people come into my office with fishes on their business cards. Mm -hmm. Mm, i walk them out right away, Mm. right? Because I don't want you to profess your moral beliefs. I'm not hiring you your moral beliefs. I'm hiring you for your skill set and your talent. So tell me and, and why I should hire you based on your skill set and your talent and let me watch your moral beliefs by your way you live. To me that's integrity. Right? right? I never walk into a meeting with Jesus on my shoulder on on my sleeve expecting some type of compensation because I've got this moral standard.
0: Yeah, with other with other Christians. You're saying it just because we Even with secular
1: right, people, right. right? All of a sudden just because I've got Jesus on my sleeve, it automatically means I've got morals and character mm-hmm. that that's that 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 is not true. So, you know, when it comes to hiring people and 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 taking the risk on people, I want people just to be people. Because people come, they sit in, you know, I don't do this, you know, I don't hire people anymore. Other guys, other people do that for me. But when I was doing the hiring, you know, people are at their best behavior,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? It's their best behavior. Um,
0: Some professional interviewers we've had in the past. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. better at the interview than the than job. The job yeah.
1: Right. So, so discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got this feeling in your gut. And then, you know, Ruth, I bring her into all these meetings. And so as soon as I'm done with the meeting, I ask Ruth, well, Ruth, what, what do you think about that? And Ruth, by the way, is my wife and she's the chief operating officer of this company. And she'll say, well, here's his agenda. Boom, 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 boom. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's got that satellite. Yeah. Right. And so, again, because I follow my Lord and Savior, I have the competitive advantage of deciding who to hire and who not to hire based on what's in their heart. Got it. I know that's crazy. Yeah.
0: But it sounds crazy. It sounds
1: crazy, yeah. but it works.
0: Yeah. Is there any scripture you turn to when you're about to take a risk or maybe somebody in scripture that took risk that you just love the
1: story? or I mean, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Was in prison for 14 years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Didn't do anything wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of a sudden, he became the number two guy in Egypt. Yeah. How's that happen? Right, you know what he did? He trusted, he just kept on trusting, he trusted and he trusted and he trusted for 14 years. And so, when I think of 14 years, I was with this company for 14 years and wow. I trusted and I trusted. And I trust it. And now I have my own company. And he is the one that leads this company. So when I look at Joseph, right, and all the scriptures that go on with Joseph, I mean, I, I, I mean, who the heck goes into prison for 14 years, gets accused of rape, didn't mm-hmm. do nothing, right? right, Gets locked up for 14 years. Then all of a sudden, you know, he has a dream, mm-hmm. right? The dream comes to pass. He interprets the dream. And he becomes the number two guy, right? I mean, and it's Egypt, right? You didn't even mention the part
0: earlier where his family
1: <laughs> did him did him dirty. Oh yeah, I mean they threw him you know in a hole and told his dad, hey, he got killed. And, yeah, you know, and and that's that's a whole other podcast when it comes to yeah. family. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Okay, okay,
0: <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. Uh, so what I got when you were talking about that is. Even though the last company that you were at for 14 years didn't work out mm-hmm. and you took the risk, it was still the right
1: decision. It absolutely it's, was the right decision. Because that's what caused this to happen. It was the absolutely right decision. So it could right seem decision. like
0: an L, you're taking an L, you're yeah. losing. Yeah. But it was still the, you took the right risk. Yeah.
1: It, it, and, and at the time I didn't know I was taking the right risk. So sometimes you just got to walk and let the chips lie where they may. You know, and, and, and risk also comes from knowledge. Do you know what you're doing? If you know what you're doing, the risk is minimized. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, the risk is great. So I would say, look, if you're going to take risk, take risk in areas that you're very familiar with because the risk is, is still risk, but it's less risk then jumping into something or doing something that you have no clue what's going on, you're just looking for trouble, right? And 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 being an entrepreneur, you know, doesn't mean you start a business from nothing with no knowledge of that business. That's a joke. That's 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 not an entrepreneur. You know, I'm sure there are cases out there that that has happened. I'm not saying it. But being an entrepreneur is a scary thing, very scary thing. You have to have a lot of courage. You've got to have a lot of grit. You have to have a lot of no quit. And if you can minimize the risk, it minimizes all those things. Mm -hmm. As far as fear is concerned, because it's fear is a crippling thing when it becomes when you're becoming an entrepreneur, when you have your money dwindling, 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 because and you don't know where you're going to get more money. That's scary. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. That's scary. But so minimize that risk by getting involved in something that you're really good at.
0: Yeah, you might not know how to do everything. You didn't know, I mean, you were on there doing Google ads and I didn't know. And crea- getting these CRM systems set up and the website and stuff that, before that was like plugged in already. Yeah.
1: But I had to learn it.
0: But you had to learn it? I had to learn it. But you knew what you were good at. Yeah. And that's what you did. Yeah. Is there any areas that you do not take risk in?
1: Areas that I don't take risk. Of. I won't jump out of an airplane. Okay. Not now, right, Darren? Darren did it. <laughs> but I won't jump out of an airplane today. I might jump out of an airplane when I'm 85. Because what's the risk? You know, I'm going to be dead in five years, ten years. I'm dead. My grandma did when she was 80 on her 89th birthday. You see? What's the risk? What's the risk? <laughs> She's like, I'm ready to go anyway. <laughs> right? Splat. I was ready to go anyway. Right? Yeah. I'll jump out of an airplane when they say, Ed, you got to wear diapers. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not going to I will not put diapers on. So I'm jumping out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up living 10 more years too oh so my god.
0: it wasn't it seems like the end of her life but it was not
1: oh even my close. god right so. so so you know I won't do those type of things Right? Um, <laughs> I won't do that I do I do drive radicals right so little tiny race cars right but you're all geared up and everything like that and you, and, you know the risk is if you don't know how to drive you're going to crash so learn how to drive yeah Right. Learn how to drive really good and you won't crash. You'll have a fun time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to risk, it's just I don't know. I, I know I'm just kind of saying the same things over and over again, but it's just such a broad subject matter. There's risk in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You just take the, the calculated one. So you minimize the damage.
0: It's funny because you basically answered my wrap up question already saying if somebody is going to take a risk, What would be your advice?
1: That would be my (laughs) advice, right? Just, you know, look, there's a a lot of young people, maybe that's watching the show. There's a lot of older people that maybe may watch the show. Um, You know, if you want to start a business or you want to become an entrepreneur, you want to take risk, everything is risk. If you don't want to take risk, then be the herd. Mm -hmm. Be part of the herd, right? The herd, those are people that are not willing to take risk. They want want that. that, That's okay. that 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 they go to work, they get a paycheck and they're not willing to take the risk. That's fine. But if you're not willing to take the risk, don't expect to not have a ceiling over you. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're willing to take the risk. Right. And you want to be the few that do not have a ceiling over your head. Make sure you just take calculated risk so that you can have a better chance of succeeding.
0: What's your next risk? Is there well, I, anything big coming up? Yeah. Or?
1: Well, I've just started this real estate investment trust. Yeah. Right. That's a huge, that's risk. Huge. Right. So I got to, we got to raise the equity for that trust. We got to buy the real estate for that trust. Um, we're doing, we, we are really good at senior housing. We're going to start doing apartments and self storage and data centers and, and all this other stuff. So that means I got to hire asset managers and hire real estate guys. That is risk, but it's calculated because it's real estate. Mm-hmm. It may not be senior housing, but if I can do senior housing, which is tough, oh, everything else is pan comido. It's that, thats easy. <laughs> so it's a calculated risk, yeah. right? But that's the next risk, right? Yeah. Is—is our—is our real estate investment trust? That's
0: it, man. That th- this was this was fun.
1: Was it? This is fun. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, I, all the other episodes, you know, we're all bobbing and weaving and jiving you never know where
0: we're going to talk well we know ahead of time but you know (laughs) you never know what we're going to be talking about right right but uh yeah thanks for bringing it today
1: no worries brother hey thank you so much for watching the show click subscribe you know thank you for being the best part of uh the ed fernandez show
0: until next time guys